We want to welcome you today to the Igniting Passion Ministry podcast. So excited that you could join us today. We're going to be talking about a word in scripture. The word is sound. S-O-U-N-D. Sound. Not sound like comes out of our mouth or from our vocal cords, but we'll get to what it really means here in just a moment. Before we get into it, I would like to have a word of prayer with you today. Father, Lord, we just come to you today excited about what you're going to do in our Igniting Passion Ministry podcast today. We ask that you would bless all of our listeners as they listen on uh, different medias, different ways. We're thankful for all the ways that we're able to reach out into the body of Christ. We now want to ask you today, Lord, to give us clarity of thought and clarity of speech. We ask that you would just move in a miraculous way over everything that is said and done today, and we give you glory for it. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, and amen. We're going to be dealing with the word sound today. There are four different times in Scripture that we see the word sound. Three of the times we see it, it'll be all the same definition. One of the times we see it, it'll be just a little bit different. A generic definition for the word sound is uncorrupt. It's where we get our word true from. Something that is uncorrupt or true is sound. Then we find the next definition for the word sound to be no mixture of error. So somebody who walks uncorruptly or somebody who walks in truth, they don't mix in error with it. We also see the word self-control, but I want us to be very careful with this thought of self-control because in a general mindset, it is one who controls themselves. But when we're talking about it from a kingdom mindset, it is not flesh being able to control flesh, but it is self-control by the aid of of the Holy Spirit. I think that is important to to know and to understand that when we talk about self-control in the kingdom or as a child of God, as a born-again believer, we are talking about being able to control ourselves by the aid of the Holy Spirit. So the word sound uh, literally means uncorrupt or true with no mixture of error, one who is controlling themselves by the aid of the Holy Spirit. And so we, as we look at this today, we, we look at the, the very first thing that we see in Scripture really dealing with the word sound. And number one, it is a sound mind. It is a sound mind. Second Timothy 1.7 says this, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love, and of a sound mind. Now, as we look at this word sound mind, it is not a definition of the word sound and then a definition of the word mind. It is a phrase. Many times in the Greek language, they will take phrases and it'll be one Greek word that defines the phrase. And in this Greek word, we actually find a compound word. And so I'm not going to go into all the details of the two words. I I want to stay as simplistic as I can of just really the definition of the phrase sound mind. 
In its simplest form, it is a mind that is well-balanced. It is a mind that is not easily swayed. It is one that is not under the influence of this world, but one that is under the influence of God, the influence of the Holy Spirit. Man, if we're ever living in a time where we need a well-balanced mind, a mind that is not easily swayed, it is today. We live in a politically charged society. Uh, We can no longer have rational dialogue about politics. And so as a born-again believer, we've got to be well-balanced in our mind, and we cannot be easily swayed by political platforms. We do not need to be under the influence of our culture, but we need to be under the influence of the Holy Spirit. We can't trust political platforms. We cannot trust even mainstream media. So we've got to allow the Holy Spirit to make our minds sound, to just have some common sense, if you will. A sound mind is a mind that has to be cultivated. It is not something that just appears. It doesn't just come out of nowhere and all of a sudden the day we give our life to Christ, now we have a sound mind. No, no, no. A sound mind must be cultivated through prayer, through Bible study, through worship, and through the relinquishing of our own cognitive ability to the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm not trying to say there's some mumbo-jumbo there, and I I even hate the use of that word. We literally have to release ourselves to the leadership and guidance of the Holy Spirit in our life. That sound mind meant to be cultivated. You know, I I was raised in a home uh, that... All of my grandparents and my parents, they all did gardens. They did, uh, my, my parents, grandparents did flower gardens, did vegetable gardens. Uh, one of my grandpas was an orchardist. Uh, he had an apple orchard that he did a lot of things with, and, and that's how he made his living as I grew up. Uh, that's the only thing I remember him doing. I know in his earlier years, just from stories, I know he did other things. But in everything that I'm talking about, a garden of any sort produces fruit. But it doesn't just happen. It has to be cultivated. It is something that is brought on by cultivation. So they had to cultivate the land. They had to cultivate the plant. It took time. Our minds to get where they need to be sound is going to take cultivation. But the compound phrase here means delivered, rescued, revived, salvaged, and protected. I'll come back at some point and do a lesson on just those five things. But I wanted to get them out there because a sound mind is a mind that is delivered. A sound mind is a mind that is rescued. A sound mind is a mind that is revived. A sound mind is a mind that is salvaged. And a sound mind is a mind that is protected. The Bible says in Luke 8.35, Then they went out to see what was done and came to Jesus and found a man of whom the devils were departed, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. Isn't it amazing? They weren't afraid of him when he wasn't in his right mind. They were afraid of him when he was. 
I love Luke 15, 17 about the prodigal. And when he came to himself, when he came to his right mind, a sound mind. So number one, we need a sound mind. But not only do we need to be sound in our mind, number two, we need to be sound in our doctrine. We need to be sound in our doctrine. You say, Brother Brian, man, help me with what doctrine is because there's Baptist doctrine, there's Methodist doctrine, there's Assembly of God doctrine. There's all these doctrines out there. The word doctrine simply means instruction and learning. Let me, let me, re, let me re-say that. Instruction and learning. Now watch this. When we hear Baptist doctrine, we are what we are saying, it is the instruction and learning of the Baptist faith, Methodist doctrine, uh, Assembly of God doctrines. These are all instructions and learning of those particular faiths. But really what I want you to focus on is not denominational doctrine. I want you to focus on biblical doctrine, Bible doctrine. And I know somebody out there is going to say, well, Brother Brian, isn't their doctrine Bible? I'm not here to argue uh, for a specific movement. What I'm here to say is that we need Bible doctrine in our life. Because if the doctrine is unsound, so is the profession of faith. For our faith to be right, for our profession profession of faith in Christ to be right, we must be sound in our biblical doctrine. Titus 1.9 says, Holding fast the faithful word as he hath been taught, that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and to convince the gainsayers. In other words, there were people speaking against Titus, and the only way he was going to be able to encourage them and he was going to be able to convince them was by sound doctrine. Notice that does not give a denominational name with it. It just says that our doctrine, that we hold fast to faithful words that we have been taught, must be sound doctrine of Scripture. Listen, our Scripture has to teach us, lead us, guide us, protect us. Because sometimes man gets it wrong. God does not get it wrong, but sometimes man does. Titus 2.1, but speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. Speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. You and I cannot speak sound doctrine of man. We must speak biblically sound doctrine. And if if where we attend church or where we pastor, if it matches that, then man, what a blessing that is. Just remember, we're not always going to agree, and that's fine. My wife and I have almost been married 28 years. It doesn't mean we've always agreed in those 28 years, but we do love one another very deeply. 2 Timothy 4.3 says, for the time will come where they will not endure sound doctrine. So when those times come in our life, when they won't endure it, 
We've shared it. We've tried to convince them. We've tried to exhort them. It's time to just move on and continue sharing it somewhere else. Then number three, number one, not only sound mind. Number two, not only sound in our doctrine, but number three, we need to be sound in our faith. Sound in our faith. This witness is true. Wherefore, rebuke them sharply that they may be sound in the faith. Titus 1.13. He tells us that our witness is true and sometimes we have to rebuke individuals, but that rebuking is to bring them to be sound in their faith. The word faith, moral conviction, truth. We must be sound in our faith so we cannot be corrupted by a worldview, by a cultural view. We have to be sound in our faith. Don't forget that. Sound faith is extremely important. Having moral conviction is extremely important. Not allowing the worldview, cultural view, society view to form our faith, our moral conviction, our truth. We must allow the Holy Spirit to do that. We must allow the Holy Spirit to do that. Titus 2.2 the aged men being sober, being mature, grave, temperate, sound in faith, in charity, and in patience. Wow. Second Timothy 2.15, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. If you do not rightly divide the word of truth, you will not have sound faith. It is an impossibility. So that's something we've got to stay close to there. And then finally today, number four, we want to be sound in our speech. Titus 2.8 says this, sound speech that cannot be condemned. Now listen to this, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. Wow. God says our speech needs to be sound. Our speech needs to be uncorrupt. It needs to be true. Our speech needs to have no mixture of error. Our speech needs to have self-control girded by the Holy Spirit. Wow, human speech is riddled with disease and death, but kingdom speech is speech that ought to remove this disease and death and restore health and soundness. False doctrine is death. False doctrine is dead speech. Gospel doctrine is life. My goodness, gospel doctrine, gospel speech is life in public and in private. Now, I want you to listen to the last verse I want to share with you today. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 3 through 5. If any man teach otherwise and consent not to wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, and to the doctrine which is according to godliness, he is proud, knowing nothing, but dotting about questions and strifes of words, whereof comes envy, strife, 
railings and evil summaries, perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of truth, supposing that gain is godliness. Now watch these last four words. From such, draw away thyself. From such, withdraw yourself. If any man teach otherwise. Wow. If any man teaches. Let me just paraphrase these three or four scriptures here. Three scriptures. If any man teaches anything besides sound speech, sound doctrine, sound faith, sound mind. If any man teach anything outside the scripture, draw away from them. Listen, we must be sound, uncorrupt and true. We must be sound, no mixture of error. We must be sound, ourself being controlled by the Holy Spirit. We must be sound in our mind, we must be sound in our doctrine, we must be sound in our faith, and we must be sound in our speech. Thank you so much today for listening to the Igniting Passion podcast. Man, God has given this ministry to us, this Igniting Passion ministry to us, and we're so excited to share it with you. Please tell other people about Igniting Passion Ministry Podcast so they can come and hear it and see it. You can uh, get us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, you can also contact me at brian at ipm.life. That's my email. God bless you today. Have a wonderful day. And remember, you need to be sound. God bless you.